Good evening, everybody. It's Friday night. It's nine o'clock ish. <laughs> Welcome to the What's on Joe Vine team stream. Uh, I'm Mike Irizarry, and with me, of course, our cavalcade of whimsical all stars. Uh, it, in the top row next to me, former head of marketing for the GI Joe brand. Mm -hmm. It's the hot show, Mark Weber. Hey, welcome to the show, everybody. And of course, in the bottom row, centered up so you can see her a little bit better. It's the queen of GI Joe cosplay. Joe Colton is here. Hi, everybody. How are you? There we go. All right. Joe Colton, how you been? You, you missed last week. You feeling better? It's been a rough week. <laughs> I don't know if she missed us. She might have missed the show. Right. We got stuck with Rack Time Rob. Oh. Only. Only the Rock Anderson. Yeah. yeah. If you're if you're Flair, she's Tully, right? Because Tully had much better hair than Arn. I think that's how it's gotta go. That's or Arn was always like the consigliere, the number two, right? And that would be Joe over me. So that's Totally her call. I'll go with Arn or Tully. I'm good with it. Yeah, really. You're go you're coming out okay either way. I well, mean you get to be Rick. I mean, come on. Styling and profiling. Jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, podcasting, son of a gun. That's right. Was there ever a doubt? No. No. You got it. We'll get you a belt. He was a, a big chubby dude until he broke his back in a plane crash. That's what I'm waiting for to get. <laughs> to break, break my back in a small plane crash. I love the memes that came out this week and said, Brady can win the next eight Super Bowls and not catch Ric Flair. Right. Woo! <laughs> oh, goodness. Hey, Ric Flair's got debt to pay. He better be busting. <laughs> Gotta be working. Gotta be working. Always be selling. If you're the nature boy. Yep. It's got to keep the tax man at bay. That's it. Mr. Flair. Hey, Bill. But uh, Mark Weber, you're home from Bend, Oregon, and back in the, the friendly confines. Yeah, more's the pity. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I'm not encouraging anyone to travel right now. But if you have to, you can do it the Weber way. I pretty much just wrap myself in saran wrap. And put cut holes in the bottom of a duffel bag and looked out through the zipper. It was pretty much it, man. That that East Coast to West Coast flight with double masks on, that's rough. Because you're hungry by the time you're connecting. But you're like, I don't want to take the mask off at all. Yeah. So you arrive just starving on the other coast. So Couldn't you like put like a... Like a, like a Slim Jim or two in your <laughs> bag and then... Put it into the side and eat it like corn on the cob. Yeah, I I and just then, like, I, squeeze it up the top. Like, they they eat, yeah, I should have gotten some gogurt or something, right? That would have been it. But is, it's a go you know the little tubes of, of sour cream you might get, right? From a to go place or a cook it at home. It's like that, but it's yogurt. Just it's just find a this is an American isolated area and just like yeah. just Pop a brownie under your mask, and it's kind of you, on that for a you, you want me to read the future here, Joe? I see you ten years in the future in a bathrobe, looking real tired and a little bit grumpy, thrilled to be throwing gogurt in little Sammy and Veronica's lunchboxes. That's what I see. So, 
uh, this is my gift to you, the gift of Gogurt and Jello cups and Capri Sun and anything else that's prepackaged mm-hmm. that I don't have to think about when packing kids' lunches in the morning. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Go. But dad, you drive us. Ugh. There you go. I'm telling you, um, those those Jello cups, man. I, they'd have to fight me for those Jello cups. Yeah, I love good them. stuff. Except for the week, I got the sugar-free strawberry instead of the the you know the regular. I got the unleaded, and like they were they were rip when I picked them up. Dad. Yeah, that's a fail. You deserve that one. Yeah, fine. You deserve that one. Fine. Just just a couple of words you got to read there, man. You got to you got to pick that up. I mean, Jello's like half sugar, so if you go sugar-free, I'm, what is that? Replace that with yeah, cornstarch. I think I like. Or, I don't know what they do. More horse hooves. I, what? No. Right. How many Jello cups do we eat today, Derek? I have no context for any of this. <laughs> you'll get. You'll get there. Je- Jello. The, the gelatin is one of the ingredients is horse hoof. What? Yeah. yeah. Makes you run faster. Yeah. Like yellow is not vegan friendly. Mm-mm. And it's definitely not horse friendly. No, no, certainly no. not. No. But you know, it's, it's, it's like, um, you know, the, the horses are, they've already used the rest of it for glue. So you might as well, you might as well just use the hooves and make some jello. Mm. See, it's it's the educational part of the program. The okay. lowest the lowest rated part of the program, but that's why we get it out of the way. Everybody, uh, favorite Jello flavor over in the 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 live stream chat, if you will. Just go ahead and throw that in there, and we'll take an unofficial couple. Mine is lime, Ooh. lime Jello, easily the best. Cherry, cherry, basic. The kids, the kids only get strawberry, so that's my option. But not sugar-free, boy. Ooh. No, 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 no. Second place would be orange for me. Second place is orange. Yeah. Grape. Lime, easily the winner. Ooh, grape is good. Grape is good. Doesn't take taste like grapes though. Doesn't matter. Tastes purple. like pur- tastes like purple. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Candy, candy grape is is one of those that uh, like I, I it's it, grape is one of the few flavors where I'll, I like the real flavor and the candy. Mm, okay. Did you know that if you eat a Skittle with your eyes and nose closed, they all taste the same. doesn't matter the color. Yes. Yeah. Skittles are all the same flavor. They're just scented differently. Cause smell is 70% of taste. But if you take your smell away, or next time you're you're really got a cold, right? You're really plugged up. Eat some Skittles. They all taste the same. They just smell different. Really? Yep. Yeah. Just here to just here again the educational part of the program. It's like when you're when you get your money for Christmas and your parents take you to the educational toy store, mm-hmm. and you're so bent because you know that Christmas money could be used on Legos or Joes or you know something fun. Yeah. But no, you're going to end up with like a gravity wheel or one a those, protractor or something or other. One of those wood puzzles. If you best, you're going to get one of those little things that folds out into the sphere. Like, what's the best you're going to get? Yeah. Educational toy store. Yeah. Oof. Not good. 
They're the worst. Mark Weber, did did your previous company make a bunch of those? Which one? Right? I got a lot of previous companies now. I'm collecting them. This this most recent one. I forget the name of it. The uh Oh, RMS? Yeah. I think they weren't profitable enough to rip off. So no. <laughs> made made well, a lot made a lot of works with leading brands, not Legos though. I hope you didn't get close to close enough to anybody to have them tune into our program there, Mark. Eh, you know. I haven't been long enough, gone long enough for them to miss me, I don't think. <laughs> if they really cared, they would have warned me about the COVID outbreak on the day I left. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know. That'd be, that'd be they figured you were heading to uh, a quarantine anyway. Yeah, probably. Whatever. That was that was the, thi the random thing I learned this week. Uh, People not <laughs> telling you they have COVID? No, no, no. The quarantine... The word quarantine is based on the quarant, which is what uh, back during the the plague days, the Black Death days, mm -hmm. um, they would isolate you for forty days, and that forty days was called a quarant. Mm -hmm. I I did not know that before, so apparently that that's that's my science fact of the week. Nice. We should that should be a, a new thing we do. The science fact of the week. I've I've confused Rob by making him a moderator for the the live chat. Nice. He doesn't understand why he's got a little wrench. It's because he has power and he doesn't know. Yeah, he hits. He can hit people with it, right? That that's the whole thing of of being a moderator. Solid. When was I was I, at, Mc oh, it's about to wax nostalgic. When I was at McFarland Toys and moderating the boards. We banned a guy so many times. We even banned his IP, and he kept coming back. And then we found out we had something called invisible mode, where he could post, but nobody could see it but admins. And that guy posted for three years before he figured it out. Oh, wow. It was awesome. He would post, and I would sort of respond, but not in a way that would show that I wasn't talking to the thread. He complained about our products for three years before he finally posted and went, okay, something fishy is going on here. Five, uh, bucks, five bucks to whoever responds first. <laughs> and I was like, I'll take your five bucks, brother. <laughs> right here. O'Doyle rules. Oh, goodness. As somebody who got started in the Joe community as a board admin in a couple of spots, I love and respect that. Oh, it was so good, right? Because mm -hmm. he was at home going like, "Well, they can't ban, they can't ban me now. They haven't found me yet." Yeah, that's right. Post away, brother. Post all day, every day. Yep, hundreds right. of posts that no one saw but me. Oh, but they counted. Oh yeah, they went into the traffic and and drove up ad rates and all that other good stuff. So some other guy had a post count of like. 9,990 and someone called it out. He had the most posts on the board. Most of them were just drivel, you know, just numbers. And, you know, he was just trying to pass post count. And they went, you're going to be the first guy to 10,000. He was like, I know, let me count it down. 10, nine, eight. And then I zeroed his post count out at like five. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, that's the life of a message board wrangler. Next news item. 
Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> how to follow, follow that up. I, I, I derailed the whole show, but that's all right. That's what I'm here for. I'm the wild card, the kooky neighbor who stops by once and the Kramer of the show, as it were. Well, you're you're either Arn or Tully. So. <laughs> right? You tell me. I'll be either. You're working the bulk of the match, right? So yeah. You're Arn or Tully. And I'm probably the one getting pinned, but whatever. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> no, yeah, because Oli didn't lay down much. Yeah. No, no. Oli was uh, too grouchy to lay down. Yeah, right? It was too much work. <laughs> Matt's way down there. <laughs> have to take a bump no. but yeah <laughs> Joe Colton is lost again <laughs> we went too far back for her wrestling knowledge I don't think so maybe she's nodding yes she's nodding yes but somebody uh, somebody asked me tonight hey there wasn't a whole lot of news this week what are you going to fill an hour 15 to an hour and a half with and I was like ah we got Weber we can fill that yeah. I don't call it. I don't call it filling. It's story time, right? I got stories. Mm-hmm. It light newsweeks are what gave us the story of Tim Roberts, the ballad of Tim Roberts, <laughs> and the high jump pit of doom, right? Who's typing? Somebody's yeah. awful crackly. There is a lot of crackling. Mm. I think that fixed it. Oh boy! Dun dun dun! dun. It's Joe Colton. Show. No, I can still hear it. But when he muted you, we couldn't hear it. Yeah, when I muted your microphone. Here, mute me, off. mute me, ooh, mute, mute me, mute me, ooh. Mute Weber. There, there goes, there goes the show. <laughs> Nobody mutes me. Nobody mutes Mark Weber. Yeah, I'll mute me. Uh, it's gone. You fixed it. Oh wait. Duh. Yep. It's, There's it's, none right now, Joe. I hate to tell you. It's the Joe Colton microphone. It's back. I muted myself. Right, and it went away. It's your microphone. It's the, you. You can you can hear fine, but it's your microphone that's causing the popping. It's not what's on Joe' mind, unless we have we have technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Oh well. Go out and come back in. If you want, worth a shot. Promise we won't start the news. All right, I'll come back. Okay. Promises, promises. I don't think it's me, Mike. It's totally her. It goes away when I mute myself. That's the rule, isn't it? Every time she says it's not her, it's her. That's how this goes. Pretty much her. So we got that's a. Why, that's why we can't have nice things, Mike. Right? We got a we got a lemon over here from Vagon. That's that's. Cool. Uh, Paul Sidaway, we saw, gave us the lime. Um. Joe Self is all about the cherry. <laughs> uh, let's see. Rob agrees that there is nothing good about the sugar-free Jello. Yeah. At all. When the kids are like, the milk is bad, Dad, you always got to, you know, man up and try it. But they're usually right. Matt Rubin is big on strawberry and, and sugar-free because of the diabetes. Well, sorry about that, man. Fair enough. I, we get that. Wilford Brimley agrees. We'll, we'll allow that. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, you know, we, you shouldn't, shouldn't go eating Jello if it's going to kill you. It's a good thing to do and a tasty way to do it. 
<laughs> the Beatus. <laughs> the cause. And right then, Tom Cruise rushes in and beats him half to death with a, with a briefcase. <laughs> One of my favorite movie scenes ever because he just keeps hitting him. <laughs> hey, look. Daddy Daddy, I forgot all about that. How's that now? So far, so good. This must be your this yeah. must be your evil twin sister who sabotaged real Joe's microphone downstairs. This is chameleon. We left the Baroness downstairs. Fine. <laughs> and right now, there's a brand manager somewhere going, I don't get it. Who's chameleon? But what's important is you're not bitter. I don't want to have to be bitter about. I'm living the dream, baby. You made you you left left Hasbro to come to the big leagues. Well, I left Hasbro to go to about four different companies, but on so, the way, because one yeah. four million Podbean downloads can't be wrong. That's what I'm talking about. I think once we get to one point five million, we actually start making money, and then we're going to give away something. Well, no, that's at five hundred subscribers, which we'd really like to do. We're uh, on our way. Made some big leaps this week to get to Gung Ho and Cobra Commander time. Just to prove you that, that I've still got them here. Still there. Still in mint condition. They've been banged together a little bit, but, you know, whatever. Stop doing that. <laughs> but uh, we did. We received some, some of the add-ons that are going to go into the pot for the 1,000 subscriber gift, gift box. Uh, but we got to get to the 500 one first. A bunch of them were $1 Red Ninjas, and they've gone missing, which is so, weird. As of uh, as of beginning of, of recording, we were at four thirty eight on the subscriber count. So remember uh, to share us wherever your social media circles may take you, because uh, frankly, we got a lot of followers on Facebook, and Facebook is terrible about like their 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 algorithms don't spread your post if it's got you leaving the site. So if, just because we're, we're pimping a YouTube video means that Facebook's algorithms are just going to eat it up. So we really need people to step forward and, and do that individually and really saturation bomb uh, the, the Facebook landscape, if that's how we're going to spread the word on this. Uh, and, you know, Twitter, too, is a good one. We really picked up a lot of good followers on Twitter and Instagram even. Um, and so just just keep spreading the word. We need your help a little bit. Um, we're, we're rolling. We're, we're getting a little bit more every week. We made a big jump this week, actually 25 or so. Uh, but we're not there yet. So when we, when we get to 500 next, next episode after that, we will do the giveaway. There will be no great suspense. We will run the contest immediately after pa passing 500 subscribers. So please help get us there. Hashtag plug the damn show. Um, you can got all of our links down below. Um, if you're just wanting to know how to spread the word, spread those links down below. Yep. Like a redhead with copper tone, apply liberally, spread it all over the place. Mm. Can't hurt. Mm. 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 Anyways. So, you know, we're only 20 minutes in. Why don't we get to the news? Oh, you got to unmute yourself. There you go. Now. Now. 
Can I do it now? Go for it. All right, all right. Finally got that down. A few few news items this week. First news item is that G.I. Joe Ever Vigilant production call was listed, thanks to our friends at histank.com. A production ad was found for an upcoming film project with the working title G.I. Joe Ever Vigilant. It's not known which past rumored project this is connected to, if any. A listing was found at Production Weekly, which is a trade magazine for filmmakers, and no other deals were provided on the free portion of the site. And we didn't really feel compelled to pony up like 100 bucks to get into the not-free portion of the site. So somebody out there is uh, better off than we are, by all means. Knock yourselves out and come let us know. But apparently, yeah, another G.I. Joe film is in the works, the very beginning stages of the works. And uh, yeah, maybe it's maybe it's that Chuckles project they're talking about. I kind of doubt it, just because that 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 thing was such a an evergreen rumor, time and time, <laughs> time and time again. I don't think we're gonna go from Snake Eyes origin movie to Chuckles movie. Yeah, I doubt it. I don't think that's the progression there. Um, but uh, <laughs> but good to see. It, it's nice that even with all the delays in the Snake Eyes movie, they've still got a lot of faith in the franchise and hopefully snake eyes uh, continues to to gather steam and does well at the box office and we actually get to see what what this might come to be i mean if it's an ensemble kind of thing which is the hope and i think the the expectation the, in, the involvement of scarlet in the first movie that's been confirmed for ages hopefully is you know the doorway into the greater joe universe so whether that's in the film or I could sure see it as an Easter egg, right? You know, welcome to the team. Or have you, haven't you ever heard about G.I. Joe, right? They might not even say the word until the very end. So mm-hmm. um, uh, there's lots of ways they could do it and do it well. And the fact that the, the fact that they're already working on or starting to think about working on something else is good. Anything, you know, we're, I'm, I'm more skeptical than most, right? But there's no reason not to be excited about this. It's a good thing. Yeah, we should add that lots of film projects get to this stage. Right. And never get to the silver screen. Never get close. So take it for what it is. It's a nice sign. We got a long way to go before this turns into a second movie, though. So, but, but you know, keep stay optimistic. It'll be out by Christmas. 2038. <laughs> Some Christmas. Joe Colton, you got any thoughts here? No. All right, good. You remembered to unmute your microphone, which is I'm I'm proud of you. Yep. That's personal growth. <laughs> personal growth. She didn't say anything, but she's thinking something. She is. I'm not sure. That's I'm, one of those one of those uh, thought bubbles that just has a bunch of like scratched out stuff in it. Right. Yeah. That's it. Redacted. It's like that little Qbert word balloon. <laughs> That's right? it. <laughs> I'm glad we both speak Qbert. Right. Next news item. Cited. Retro collection fangs, classified Zartan, and Cobra infantry figures. 
Retailer orders are being fulfilled for, for these items from Walmart, Big Bad Toy Store, and others. Uh, we sent the promotional shot out there a little earlier this week. But yeah, my my Zartan came in from Big Bad Toy Store. Weird that mine didn't. But mine didn't either. The uh, I, I ordered some Cobra soldiers with it. They didn't show up. But, but Zartan did. So sure, whatever. I don't mind paying that $4 in shipping more than once. Love big. I've used Big Bad for a long, long time. Great site. It's got the little mask there. With the little orphan Annie eyes. Right. Right. It's kind of like uh it's it's yeah. well a little bit. It's it's kind of it's evil crossfit Patty Lennon. <laughs> Everybody out there knows Patty Lennon, uh former guest of the program and uh uh Instagram celebrity Patty Lennon. Our, one of our great looks, from the Emerald Isle. It looks like the original mask, right? That he, the original Zartan came with. So it's got a little less of a beard than that guy does, but yeah. I just remember the original commercial when they finally, at the very end, they catch up to Zartan, and it's it's Zartan head to toe looks just like what Mike held up, except for the face is different, and he kisses it. I don't know Duke and somebody else. I don't know any Zartan. It's like, really? Because you got the hood and the whole, you know, sports bra thing and the reflective thigh things, and you're pulling a big, like, green box full of swamp skier parts, but not ringing any bells out there, Mr. Davidson? Nope. But the, the mask fits very nicely in his backpack there. The backpack has it, it but the cover comes completely off. Um, one The one thing I don't understand is the little cobra head accessory that dangles off the backpack or the little monkey hand like what what's up with those but you guys That's weird yeah little, little monkey hand i don't get that but whatever why's he got a monkey hand i i don't know I where don't does know. it where does it go does it fit on him somehow it, it, it it's got little pegs that, so it hangs off the backpack all right i know a guy i'm gonna ask about that right so that that's a that's a quality question for the design team. There, it's the only thing. It's not that it's bad. I just don't understand it. Right, right. I'm not going to rip it because maybe it's something I missed. Maybe it's a DIC episode I blocked out. Right. Uh, Which would be all of them for me. Right. So I'm I'm not going to rip it, but I am going to ask. It's weird. He's got a got a cool knife goes in the sheath there. Does the hole in it help somehow? It's it's decorative. It's not like it's a. Uh, but it would, it would, it would, it's like a trigger handle. Oh, he's meant to put a finger through it? Yeah. Because Snake Eyes has a hole in one of his pistols up high that would never be a finger no. hold. I don't know what that's about. Mm, it works better on the knife. Who are, who are we to tell Snake Eyes where to put his fingers, right? <laughs> hey! <Whoa! laughs> uh, also, here at, uh, at uh, Shea Rack Time, uh, Rob had his his fang order come in, so R rack time. Rob is is the lucky lucky owner of a new retro Cobra fang. He is of course too out of the box just yet. Did Rob shake the box when he saw the Walmart delivery? Like yes. just to make sure it wasn't the saddest Christmas part two. Yes, I will vouch for that. The box was shaken, stirred. Um. 
and full, and actually had something in it. That's good. It's uh, you know we call that progress, as opposed to. <laughs> You know what? I wouldn't call it. You can't call that a shipping problem because it got to you just fine. Yeah. I would call that a fulfillment problem or maybe a supply chain problem. Am, am I keeping that box just for bad prop comedy at this point? Yes, yes. I am. I don't know if there is bad cop prop comedy or cop, well, pro or cop promedy. Either one. <laughs> so calling it bad prop comedy implies that there's good prop comedy, <laughs> which there is really not. Hey, Carrot Top lived for a couple of years on Bad prop comedy. Couple years, he's still making a, a killing out in Las Vegas. But no, now he's ripped. People are afraid not to go to his show. That's true. That's yeah. true. Um, Joe Colton, any thoughts on Carrot Top? Careful, he's still part of the tribe. Meh. Oh. <laughs> she she lets you off easy. I think he squeezed all the juice out of that orange. That's what I'll say about Carrot Top. Good for him. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Next news item. Do, 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 do. Oh, well. Well. Hello. An, an artful flourish. Um, the Minimate Masterworks Facebook group shows an image of a discussion where an upcoming G.I. Joe box set is confirmed. Comment was revealed on the tail end of a reveal uh, of upcoming Transformer minivates, which uh, included Optimus Prime, Starscream, and others. No details on this G.I. Joe set were revealed at time of recording. And I do have a picture of that graphic. Just bear with me. We'll get that pulled up. Yeah. Okay, and so we can see this here from Diamond Select Toys Zach, and I'm not sure where this came from. Um, again, I pulled it out of a, a Facebook group called uh, Mini Mates Masterworks. Shockwave's head is is not seated right in this picture. They will come with weapons. They will not transform. Long history of non-transforming Transformers. Hasbro, blah, 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 blah. And last sentence... With a poor circle around it, a G.I. Joe box set is already designed. So, yay, new third-party product. Yay. Yeah. No problem. Minimates are cool. If, if you like that sort of thing, like the Creons, they were they were cool, too, for what they were. So, sure. absolutely. Minimates, happy to see you. Personally, don't need them. Easy pass. For me but yeah cool go go to town i hope they sell great joe colton you win on mini mates no it's an easy pass yeah i'm i'm probably passing there too unless unless they get a character in there that i've just you know if they get a mini mate beachhead in there i'm probably in yeah but, same, uh, i mean same for me like if there's an interrogator somehow <laughs> Yeah, of course I'm in. He's going uh, to kick the hell out of all my son's Lego mini-mates. Harry Potter's going to tell all when Interrogator gets a hold of him. But That Interrogator versus Steeler 2-pack has got you. 
Oh my God, yeah. So yeah, you know, there's always the caveat, right? Nah, I don't need it. Hey, look, it's beachhead. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, I got I got a feeling that that box of, I don't know, anywhere from four to eight mini mates. I I don't think beachhead is quite in that company, in the GI Joe mythos. But no, uh, he'd be the target exclusive mini right, mate. Right. Right. And they would make four of them. And they so, cost you five thousand dollars on eBay. It's fine. Could you imagine the Red Ninja set? Oh my goodness! Now all of a sudden, Joe's all conflicted. It's a Red Ninja eight pack, like fourteen ninety nine. Not twenty bucks, probably right for eight of them. Yeah, stocking stuffers. Take my money. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, this is this is a good point, and this sums up my feelings on it from our pal Patrick Stewart. I think it's neat to have GI Joe expressed in other classic figure styles. And at this point, Mini Mates feel like classic toys. And very true. Mini Mates have been around for a good quarter of a century at this point. Certainly no flash in the pan. Uh, and it's it's a neat, uh, almost a tribute to have a G.I. Joe set in there. So, yeah, uh, and ha Hasbro has, has shown all over it. And Hasbro has shown no signs of breaking tradition and partnering with Lego on anything. So, you know, this is what you're going to get. You know, yeah. they I, want to I, do it themselves with Creo and it, it kind of worked, but not for long. But if they were going to do a Lego deal on anything, it probably wouldn't be Joe. And we haven't heard any even sniff of it. So yeah. what well, Lego is funny about guns. So I think that that's why we haven't ever seen a Lego Transformers crossover or a Lego G.I. Joe crossover, even though those would be probably printing money. Yeah. Uh, think they've they've stuck to their proverbial guns and uh and stayed away from toy guns as we've got the license now for it though man power rangers would translate real well to lego for those power ranger fans out there but i don't yeah. I, I never heard even a whisper of it when i was there even after creo was being mothballed so you know it is lego is competition so even though they'd be making money on it it's always something that I think they've a place they haven't ever wanted to go. So, so get your mini mates. No problem. Next news item. Do, 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 do. Man, she's all artful tonight. I like the Mariah Carey tone changes we're getting tonight. <laughs> Pretty exciting. It's like a Christmas album. <laughs> Rough week. I'm trying to cheer myself up. I'm not. I'm not ripping on you. That was praise. I can cut well, it out if you want. I can, well, no, I can, like, I've got a slider bar. It's like opacity. I can just dial it down. It's no big deal. Fine. <laughs> All right, look, 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 Joe. Your guilt trip on the honcho. It's fine. I'm used the to it. Wonderful. I'm susceptible to it. It works. That's true. He's been married for 20 years now, so <laughs> I, I got a black belt in it. I know how that game is played. Yeah, you got out of that game. It, it's a matter of public record in Jackson County, Missouri. <laughs> Where all the Royals fans are. Uh, yeah, it, that's the truth. You never meet a greater group of fans in complete denial. Frank White. Where's Frank White? <laughs> Next news item. Uh, Diamond Select has introduced a new G.I. Joe statue line. And the first entry is Destro. 
And let me get a picture of that pulled up for us here. This broke while I was at work today, so I only have the one picture. That's weird. It there broke, we go. For me, broke for me while I wasn't at work. Ooh. And that's pretty cool. Now, that's going to be about 10 inches high. It's going to be made out of PVC. And it's going to retail for $49.99. It is currently already up for pre-order on Big Bad Toy Store. And in fact, if you ordered it right now, you'd get 10% off of that. So it's $44.99 if you go go right to it once our show is done. Don't you leave now. We'll right. How tall is it? About 10 inches. That's incredible. Yeah. So okay. when you figure this is 50 bucks versus those statues that GameStop had for 50 bucks. That's, that's insane. Yeah. I mean, no, no, not slighting those statues because they're pretty cool. But mm -hmm. I, this is this is something else entirely. This is pretty damned awesome. Well, and it's interesting. It's based off the classified figure, right? You can see the case. You can see the, the Cobra scaling and the cowl. Right. Right? It's the same holster. So... And, and I think we all agree, Classified Destro is one of the very best of the Classified figures. So this is a, this is slick. Yeah, you know what, Cujo? Hubie, Bro Hubie Brooks wore a Sun Devil uniform, baby. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Let's go Devils. Love of yes. When I was arguing with Mariners fans this week about Alvin Davis, every time, like it was his real first name, Sun Devil Alvin Davis. Sun Devil Alvin Davis. Anyway. <laughs> Mark, why don't you tell everybody why you were arguing with uh, with with Seattle Mariner fans? Oh, is it the cheap plug portion of the show? Go go ahead. Since we Lord knows this is the fifth time we've brought up baseball <laughs> in 40 minutes. So maybe, maybe we'll let people in on this. Yeah, I beat you into submission. Yeah, real quick. Uh we just launched this week uh my side hustle project. It's eternalbaseball.com best players of all time on 30 current franchises plus we brought back the Montreal Expos for our Canadian fans and uh, put together the Birmingham Knights with the greatest players in the history of the Negro Leagues and we're playing them off uh, like a real baseball season we've had three days so far and uh, I'll have my, my second favorite podcast of the week on Sunday night on YouTube at nine o'clock Eastern, where we'll play off. I think it's uh, or is it Do oh not Dodgers, Giants and Pirates. We'll play a game live and recap the first week of Eternal Baseball coming up Sunday night on my second favorite podcast of the week. That's right. You better make sure you're saying second favorite. Right when when we were hatching it, I'm like, look, I can do pretty much any night, but Friday, Friday I'm booked. So anyway, anyway. appreciate I appreciate the time. And we will see you all at eternalbaseball.com now with a hundred percent less Frank White. We'll we'll get a we'll get a link down below to eternalbaseball.com. Now we're talking. And, anyway, uh, this stat this statue is amazing. For, for Cujo's benefit, Hubie Brooks played for a lot of teams. Where is Hubie Brooks? Uh ooh, I think he's bench for Montreal. So right. every every team's got 15 guys who don't normally play. I don't want to call it the minor leagues. Uh, we'll call it the inactive roster, but I think I think that's where Hubie Brooks ended up. He was more expo than anything else. I would say. Sun Devil, baby. <laughs> yeah, Hubie Brooks with Warren Cromartie, Michael Barrett, 
Delino DeShields, Marquise Grissom, Tim Wallach, Ellis Valentine, Mike Marshall, Dan Schatzader, Bryn Smith, Chris Nabhol, Steve Klein, Charlie Lee, Bill Stoneman, and Scott Sanderson. There you go. Just, you know, off the top of my head. Because you asked. That's it. Tune in to What's on Joe Mind for the very best insight in G.I. Joe and all-time Montreal Expos minor leagues. You watch. We're going to trend in Montreal, and you're going to be like, that's weird. That's right. Uh, Joe, why don't you welcome our French-speaking listeners? Bienvenue. There we go. I could have done that. But they're there not- they Quebec. Oh, my God. What? Whatever. <laughs> they're going to listen to the Canadian lady. Who she be- said bienvenue. I can do that. Whatever. Well, anyway, this sta- this statue is incredible. Yes. I like the details. I love the bullet uh, blasts in the water. Like, yep. yeah, this is what really well done. Mm-hmm. And it's a great price point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like oh, I like that they started with Destro, right? Mm-hmm. Who is an absolute A plus guy, has a great look, and really, if, if you had, if they're going to go with classified versions, I mean, I think the ones people are happiest with are the ones that have stuck closest to the original design. So, you know, Destro, Lady J, Flint, Scarlet, well, not no, not Scarlet, uh, Snake Eyes, Beachhead. Sartan. Sartan, yeah. And uh, well, that's it for the news. Do, 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 do. Oh, it's so sad. All right. that That's kind of bringing it down. But it does roll us into the post-sock. And a couple of entries for the folks who were not uh, too lazy to, to write us. First letter. Oh, image credit first. I'm sorry. Big Bad Toy Story image. Right. Hey, gang. Uh, Concerning the 20-somethings getting into Joe now, remember that we did a massive relaunch in 2002 with uh, CG movies on Cartoon Network and DVD. Spy Troops and Valor vs. Venom was big with kids. For a young audience, we did pretty well. Three short years. Didn't go super nuclear, but we did good business. That sounds awfully familiar. I'll read more. It's tough to pin that as the reason, but then again, kids find their favorites. Also, totally agree with you that G.I. Joe was underpriced until recently compared to what it should be. I feasted on building my carded collection at JoeCon, believing I've got to get stuff now, year after year. Loved it. Now I'm crying because I still have holes. Thanks. That's from Daryl DePriest via Facebook instant message. I hope he subscribes. Right? Yeah. Right? So, Mark, your old boss was was uh, was chatting us up here in 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 message, and we kind of missed that when we were discussing the new fans, the the Generation Z and young millennial fans who have latched on to GI Joe. They did have GI Joe when they were kids, right? Yeah, and it's funny that I kind of came around a little bit back when I was on uh, the Transformers brand uh, and and looking at a message board. There was a guy who was a, a big Beast Wars fan. And it was just getting tetherballed by the G1 fans who were much more plentiful. And they were just beating him up left and right. And he finally said, look, guys, I get it. You love G1 because that's what you grew up with. That's how you learned that Transformers was cool. 
but I was born in 1992, right? I was, I don't know, five or four when Beast Wars came out. And there hadn't been Transformers before that, not for a while. Mm -hmm. So that's why nothing will ever be cooler than Beast Wars, because that's what taught me that Transformers was cool. And so Daryl's got Daryl's got a great point here that for a kid that grew up on Valor versus Venom or Spy Troops, you know, that may be their favorite bit ever. And nothing, nothing might ever be cooler than that interpretation of the brand. And and lucky for us that the characters that got reintroduced in Valor versus Venom and Spy Troops are very similar to the ones that were introduced for us a generation before. Like, there's not a huge difference between Snake Eyes from 1985 and Snake Eyes from 2003. Like, that, that's pretty much the same guy. There's not yeah. a big difference in Scarlet from the 80s versus Scarlet in the early 2000s. So, good for us that, that Hasbro kind of kept things a bit more consistent than it did for the Transformers crowd. Because, wow, those are those reintroductions are just all over the place. Yeah. Truck wow. not monkey. Right? Truck not monkey. I like Beast Wars, but I'm just like it the animation doesn't hold up, but at the no. time it was revolutionary, right? It, it was, was cutting edge. Mm -hmm. And uh I, I, remember, I, was, I was not a Beast Wars fan. I remember it came on when I was in college at ASU with Hubie Brooks. Uh well no, not with Hubie Brooks, but with Jake Plummer and Pat Tillman. Uh and I remember seeing it pop on. I'm like, hey, cool, Transformers. And then I'm like, wow, Optimus is a gorilla? Yeah, I think I, think I can miss this. Gotta go. Gotta go talk to that girl down the hall. <laughs> the future Mrs. Weber. That, that worked out all right. It did, except for the cartoon. But I remember I was, I kept very quiet about my distaste for Beast Wars outside of the Hasbro Halls. But I mentioned it to Aaron Archer once, who was running story out of the Pawtucket office. And one of my favorite people to work with. And I was like, I just, I could never get into beast wars. And he said, well, it's hard to get into now because the animation is so dated, but it's the best storytelling we've ever done on this brand. And a lot of people agree with that. So. Yeah. It's tough to argue that uh, going back mm -hmm. and having picked up a couple episodes of it as an adult. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's really strong. Mm -hmm. it, especially when, when G one is, in terms of storytelling, a little soft. Yeah. Uh, and has and has been done to death, right? Like, I'm a G1 kid on Transformers, but they've kind of, you know, mined that earth, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was a... Batman. Yeah. I don't think Transformers got laid out as well as G.I. Joe did. And, and I know that's going to sound like a real biased comment on a show called What's on Joe Mind, right? Right, but in terms of just how the GI Joe story was told, the Larry Hama comic book was a, was was better than anything Transformers had. Even in even the vaulted UK Transformers run, isn't as good as the Hama comic book. Yeah, I mean you can talk about you know, and I read all of them and I worked on both of them, and you can think about seminal moments in the Joe comic, right? Yeah. Where you know the Saw Viper, the the reveal of Snake Eyes' origin, the the Silent Castle and the Silent Interlude, the uh, creation of Cobra Island, you know, the introduction of Billy, the uh, death of Billy, the loss of Billy's leg, the time Billy became a ninja, 
the time Billy went on Jeopardy. Like there are all these things that are seminal moments. Uh, and Transformers in the comics doesn't really have those. Not in the same way. So. No, they, they have when uh, Optimus Prime got blown up because he accidentally killed a computer character. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't nearly as strong. Yeah, the only the only like the big memory of those early Transformers comics is the Shockwave cover, right? Yeah, are all dead on the wall and the gun yeah. smoking and who's that guy? And there, there's a few stories in there that that hang in there. My my younger brother was way into the Transformers comic, and there's a few kind of one shot issues that that maybe focused on a character that you didn't get on the cartoon that you did get in the comic. And mm -hmm. those were pretty cool when that happened, but eh, on the whole, it just it, yeah. it it was tough. Well, and that's the only Irizarry we don't let on the show because Joe won't let us because he likes robots. Well, he liked he liked robots. Oh, he he was um, Jimmy was was a little young. He was actually a GoBots guy. Oh no, GoBots! Now now I won't let him on the show. <laughs> So bad. That's 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 what he, he was four years old in 1983. I can't believe what they did to Leader One on that show. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm not going to explain it to you. <laughs> but it's out there. Anyway, next letter. What is a better way to go for GI Joe as a brand? Nostalgia, new. Or some sort of mix, and that's from Vagon, who is actually over in the live chat um, via Twitter. I thought it, it was going to be from Ron at Rudat.com or the Kirk Bazigian at <laughs> the original Honcho.com. It's the Wygon. Ooh. Oh, not and, uh, Vagon. No, are we going to let Wygons be Wygons? We are going to let Wygons be Wygons. But so bad. <laughs> Even I'm embarrassed of that, but I went with it. <laughs> I, I think G.I. Joe has made that decision already. I, I think G.I. Joe is some sort of a mix. I think we are mining a lot of the older characters and, and kind of giving them a bit of a rebirth, uh, incorporating some elements from the old animation and incorporating some elements from the comic book and... You know, either that seems to be the product that Hasbro is putting out. Uh, IDW uh, just relaunches the, the the whole reality. Uh, we saw that with great effect with Paul Aller, and with some not quite as great effects previous to that. And um, so, but but I think I think it is some sort of mix going forward, uh, whether we like it or not. And and we we always seem to think that. Our version of Joe is the best version of Joe, but our version of Joe is not one version of Joe. You know, there's we've got fans who are prefer the animation. We got fans that prefer the comic book, and neither one of them is right above the other one. We have fans that prefer Sigma Six. We have fans that prefer Extreme. Extreme. We have fans that prefer every little segment you can think of. So. Uh, G.I. Joe is a lot of things, and it's going to be bits and pieces of that going forward, period. And frankly, I'm okay with all of that so long as we get we get this shipwreck in there. Yes. Good thing he's got that uh, chest cut. That's right. We'd never be able to do that. That's right. And CoverGirl, just not impressed. 
It's like, yeah. You know, should she be though? Yeah. No, she shouldn't. I mean, I don't know how long I could do that. I mean, it, it's that's uh, shipwreck's talent right there. <laughs> Secondary military specialty meat polisher. Not meat. no comment. In the right. <laughs> do not impress by that, Joe. Mm-hmm. It, hello, it, hello that's, sailor. No, that's I can't. We, yeah. we have to move on. Clear, clear that Joe did not watch last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Electric bull. Whatever. Yeah. Clear that Joe did not do the homework. <laughs> but that's it for postdoc, and of course we did provide, uh, we did promise lots of time for live questions tonight. So take a few moments here and start to get some of that stuff up in the live chat. If you have a question that you are just dying to ask uh, Mark or myself, or especially Joe Colton, uh, we want to get double questions for Joe Colton because she was not here last week. That's right. Yeah. She needs to make up her time. You think the Spy Troops fans are clamoring for Dr. Link Talbot in the Classified series? We haven't I, had a veterinarian yet. I think there's a way to do Dr. Link Talbot that makes him a little less cheesy than he was the first time around. It wouldn't be hard to make him less cheesy. Right. It's tough to make him more cheesy. (laughs) But um, I think there's a way to do Link Talbot and and have him work. Lord knows there's plenty of animal sidekicks on the G.I. Joe team. So somebody's got to be responsible for keeping them healthy. They got to make like a box set with something people want, like a trouble bubble or a claw viper. But it's or a claw uh, glider, but it comes with venomous Maximus, right? It's forty bucks, and you're like, God damn it! <laughs> I'm gonna troop build that one like crazy. I'll get one. <laughs> okay, you guys can do this one. I am gonna boycott this question. Casting a perfect live action movie, pick an actor, or actress, and what role they would have. Uh, I hate fantasy acting booking. I hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. Just drives me crazy. I I, I understand why to do it, but ah, ah, can't do it. So Mark, Mark, if you're going to cast one one actor in the GI Joe franchise, who would it be, and what would they play? I mean. None of it's realistic, right? Because they'll always cast young for something they think's going to last a while. But if you watched Edge of Tomorrow or Live, Die, Repeat, whatever you want to call it, and didn't see Emily Blunt as Scarlet, I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah, badass, but not mean. Uh, You know, just focused and all about the mission. Every time she's shot, a mortally wounded Tom Cruise. I'm like, ah, Scarlet. You know, what are you gonna do? So, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'd watch Emily Blunt read a phone book, but uh, yeah, Emily wow. Blunt of Scarlet. I'm in. Totally in. Joe Colton. So back in the day, I thought about this Denzel Washington as Stalker. Okay. Uh, but I don't know. He's like 60 years old now, so that probably doesn't well, work. Yeah, so now it doesn't work. But like back in the day, he. Yeah, he like tra- training day, Denzel. Yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. So 50- um, I, I think Idris Alba could probably pull off. Yeah. Yeah, he, he could. Just based on Luther. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I always Elba's big, right? Or is he's that just tall. his is he's, that just his character? Because I I never thought of Stalker as imposing physically, right? No, but he's tall. Yeah, mm -hmm. he he may just be Hollywood tall, which means he's like six feet, right? But but like Joe wise, right? If if Roadblock yeah. is Roadblock is what six five probably yeah. six six. Sure. Yeah. Stalker's like six foot, probably right. Not yeah. short. If, if it's but, a if it's a Rob Liefeld book, Roadblock is nine and a half feet. Tall. <laughs> right, right. With really With pointed, like, really sharp cheekbones, wavy legs, and, and no feet. No feet. Fucking crazy but, knees. But but I think you're dead on here, Joe. Stalker done right has to have a little uh, some gravitas, right? Yeah. And Elba screams it. So, mm -hmm. I'm, he's I'm there's a gravitas to him there's like very charismatic actor and yeah. he he captures an audience in any role yeah i am gonna base uh, my pick for milton burl as snake eyes oh that's good uh based mm -hmm. on the series finale of the critic <laughs> how about don rickles the criminally underwatched uh john lovett's animated show from the 90s go look it up on youtube Milton Burl is Snake Eyes. We did a, I did a, a pitch internally um, that showed Prometheus, right? The, the alien prequel that I was so excited and then disappointed for and disappointed by. But mm -hmm. they did a bit online that was a fake TED talk from Peter Wayland, right? Of Wayland Yutani. And it was Guy Pierce, who I think is brilliant and underrated. And he gives this TED talk to a, to a whole, you know, stadium full of people. And at, and at the very end, who says, I hope you won't mind if I change your world. Thank you very much. And the crowd goes nuts and he walks off. And I always use that internally as my example of what a public facing Cobra commander should be. That he would give that speech, the crowd would go nuts. Then he'd walk backstage and put on the helmet or the mask or the cowl or whatever. And, you know, hiss about, have we killed the Joes yet? And if we were going to do a public-facing Cobra Commander, which is, has been, you know, sort of the, the genesis, since we're not going with a ruthless terrorist organization anymore, a publicly traded Cobra organization that has its own uh, undercover agenda. Guy Pierce is Cobra Commander? Yeah, I'm in. Basically. Yeah. Renegades Cobra Commanders. Yeah, basically, right? It's Renegades with but but not the funky mask and uh and it split up nicely. So yeah, I dig that. And the yeah, best part of the Prometheus movie. So yeah. Other than when stuff starts to get creepy down in the ship and the one guy goes, All right, cool, I'm outie. And they're like, Where are you going? And he's like, I'm the geologist. If a rock shows up, let me know. But creepy alien stuff? Yep, not my thing. I'll be back on the ship. Smart. Next question. Uh, Christian McKelvey asks, what do you think of the G.I. Joe official YouTube channel adding G.I. Joe Renegades and possibly Extreme? You like it. Also, will Webb cosplay as Dr. Mindbender? Weber. I got, I got one cos... Well, I'm, I'm working on it, right? Like, it'll get there. Uh, but... Uh, I got one cosplay, really, a Joe cosplay, and my yeah, make yeah, whatever your luxurious locks. Uh, play with our hair, classified Duke. That's all I got. That's hot, Mike. That's hot. 
See, so yeah, it, it went creepy and then it went funny, right? It was a swerve. It's very uh, nice. The only one I've got is classified Duke, right? With the uh, chest articulation. Little chest cut, yes. That's all I've got. I, I'm not. I don't have cosplay uh, experience, and what am I going to do as a pasty redhead guy, right? Like, unless I'm wearing a mask, anybody can be Destro. You what? Be, you could be Bill Burr from The Mandalorian. You can. Right? He, hey, not bad, right? Better arc than Finn had as next stormtrooper in three movies, but yeah. whatever. I don't uh, know what that mean, though. Could I pull off Xandar? He's a redhead. Mm-hmm. Nobody does Xandar. There you go. Got to work on my. Got to work on my abs. Let's yeah, be paint, honest. Paint some lightning bolts on your chest. Yeah, I'm not going shirtless anytime soon for free, but <laughs> I'm not paying you. But let's yeah, get well, up to a we'll, thousand subscribers, everybody. Let's we'll, monetize yeah. that. We'll, we'll, Joe, we'll talk. We can negotiate. Uh yeah, I am a cosplay as Doctor. Why would I be mind bender? I don't have the mustache. I don't. You got the wrong Weber brother if you're going for a mustache. Because Mike's still rocking the police mustache. So, but I don't have a monocle. I'm not bald yet. Uh, the forehead's becoming a five head, but you know, what are you going to do about that? Let it go naturally. Yeah, that's fine. Next question Does Hasbro crack down much on fan art or fan produced things as Star Wars seems to have done? Um, I don't Depends know how much money you're making. Right? I, I don't know if it's been as much of an issue with with joe stuff because it's it's um it's not quite in that scale i remember when uh we were putting together the uh the goggles figure for the 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 sightline figure for joe declassified um hasbro was willing to look the other way for us because we promised we we wouldn't sell them under any circumstances they were going to be free giveaways and that was the only reason they let us complete those um but we did that above above ground with hasbro every step of the way and so i know that was our extenuating circumstance there but i mean hasbro is a big company and they have a lot of uh, intellectual property and you're not allowed to make money on it unless you're paying them for the right to do so um, they won't give you molds for free either right but that's a that's a that's a price that they get to set too so um, I don't think they crack down any more or less on Joe percentage-wise, but mm-hmm. I think it's just something if, if somebody's doing a pro- trying to, to do a for-profit activity on a, on a big scale with something that they own, they're not going to let you get away with it. Uh, and I don't think they're any worse on Joe about that than they are on Star Wars or Transformers or, or what have you. I mean, it's a little bit apples and oranges, right? Because especially on the art side of it, Hasbro doesn't own Star Wars; they rent Star Wars. Yeah. So yeah. that would be that would be Disney cracking down on you art wise. They for do. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like they do. Think about how much third party Mickey Mouse stuff you see, right? Like literally Mickey Mouse versus Transformers, right? Disney's not messing around. Mm-hmm. You don't see that stuff the same. You don't see Marvel stuff knocked off the same. And I know part of it is that Transformers has such a great pull over in the Asia Pac market. And that's where, I mean, it's all produced in China. But, you know, as far as cracking down on fan produced things or third party produced things, look at Transformers. It's been, I don't know, about, you know, say hemorrhaging money, but 
they haven't made any dent into the third party market in God, nine years since I first joined that brand. It stayed the same or gotten bigger. So I don't know that there's, I don't know that there's a lot of attention being paid to it. Yeah. I don't know. Again, I don't think it's any worse, worse or better for Joe than it is for any other property that Asbro is responsible for. But anyway, uh, Matt Rubin asks, do you think the toys will start to have more releases after the movie gets released? Like right now, they only release a few figures at a time to stretch it out in the movie. I think we're going to start to see perhaps more full waves, four or five figures in a wave at a time. Yeah. Uh, and we've covered that how many times before on our show here that we, we think Hasbro's done a pretty good job of, of playing the old shell game to cover all the holes mm -hmm. in the release schedule. So I, I don't necessarily think we need to get into that too deep again. But... Um, yeah, I think I think once society starts to get back to normal and vaccinations are more normal and we finally have enough time behind us to cover a five, six month hole in the supply line caused by COVID-19 shutting down all these factories, I think we're going to start to see. I mean, it would, the distribution would have to be better on G.I. Joe product than it has been to this point. So I think that's going to continue to improve. But. Yeah, I think we're going to get a little bit more variety in each wave, too. And my pitch always was not with movie product, because how hard is it to get product in stores, in big stores, with a major motion picture, right? They'll take it. Of course they'll take it. The trick is, can you preserve that stripe or a portion of that real estate post-movie? That's all. was always what I was focused on, because if you're only selling product at big, at, you know, big box major market retail, during a movie, you don't really have a brand, right? You have a movie. And the movie stuff is always less profitable because a portion of every figure sold, a notable portion, goes to the studio. So the money is not in, you know, Michael Bay Transformers selling off the shelf. It's in the Generations line next to it or that follows it on that peg that doesn't have to pay that movie royalty. G.I. Joe's no different. Hey, Mark, here, here's a bit for you. Our friend ML Series says, Mark, Target canceled my Vipers too, even though I approved the delay. Technical issues. I told right? you they were just looking for a way to make it your fault. And now and now, ML Series has a $5 Target card that he can give to whoever he wants. He'll, he can, he'll probably get another one to match the one you gave him. That's a good point. Well, you know what? It's the new school pay it forward, right? right. As you abandon Target as a retailer because they are treating customers terribly. There's, this is what you do, pass that five bucks on. Pat Stewart, oh, please let the YouTube get extreme. Those episodes need to be released somewhere. Um, extreme is on YouTube if you got if you dig for it. It's just not on the official GI Joe channel yet. Uh, I've been waiting since the expected format was VHS. By the way, Patrick Stewart's got the MVP shirt right there. Yeah. I, I, I am believing too that Patrick Stewart has 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 given an active thought to the release of G.I. Joe Extreme every day since then. I think that has actually happened. I have Patrick Stewart's, not his shirt, but I have the same that shirt. shirt. That's that solid. shirt. And, and you're not wearing it on the G.I. Joe podcast? No, I'm going, I'm trying to go through all my G.I. Joe shirts. I put them all in one 
one uh, drawer, so now I can find them all. And this is today's. Fair I, you know, I'll be honest. I had not noticed that this today's edition was a GI Joe shirt. So mm -hmm. I apologize. How how many are we talking, Joe? How many shirts? Oh, I've got like over forty shirts. <laughs> so we're on, but it's we're making progress. It's through the end of the year. We're good. If we, I, I probably it. have around thirty shirts, honestly. Well, Werner Klemperer is Doctor Mindbender. All right, I'll, I'll be honest. Who's Werner Klemperer? I don't know. Maybe. Hogan's Heroes. Oh, he sees nothing. He knows nothing. Mm. No, Schultz. Oh, that's Schultz. Oh, for the monocle. He's got monocle experience. Like the common If your criteria is must-have monocle experience, That's your you're guy. pretty much down to Clink and Mr. Peanut, right? I mean, sure, Warner yeah. Clumper has been dead for 15 years, but whatever. Whatever. Sure. I'm looking for more questions over here. Uh, Mark on OnlyFans. That's be a good place to rock that Dr. Mindbender. Puts a, puts, hey. a puts a question mark like it's not already happening, right? Come right. on now. And Davis calls it Zartan's redheaded cousin, Bartan. Right. He was less popular and less dangerous because he has to stay inside. But ironically, and I, I used this as a line at, one, on, at a joke on when I introduced the team, it was one of my little bullet points. The last one was like Zartan also turns purple in the sun. All righty. I think that's it for, for uh, class questions there. Uh, Torpedo83 says, I keep telling my son I'll absolutely get him a snake eyes when the movie comes out until then it might be sparse. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Of course, the, I figure they'll keep making snake eyes, so one of them's going to hit you eventually. Just order, order from Darko. Oh, I did it twice. Just order it from Target, and then he'll learn a life lesson about four months later. What's important is you're not bitter. At all. I'm consistent, baby. That's what I'm talking about. No wishy-washy here. No. How many dollars have I spent at Target in the last month? That's right. Right there. Hey, look. Now I am Mindbender. <laughs> See, I, I did that on accident. So just for everybody's sake, if somebody gets you a figure from Target, you will accept it. Nah, they can, I mean, look, this is where I, it gets tough. Like, I'm still going to collect uh, classified and Joe stuff, and there will be Target exclusives. So there will be some bartering in the future, right? Not mad at Hasbro, mad at Target. So okay. uh, thank you to everybody in the live chat for giving us some some discussion there. Uh, Chris Farney wants to close that with Joe looks like the Baroness on casual day with shirt and specs. Well, Thank there you go, Joe Colton. That's low, low effort, Mary mercenary cosplay right there. <laughs> Tell, you pass appreciate that. <laughs> That's what we're doing here. Low effort cosplay. They should yeah. do that on a cover someday, right? Just the Baroness at home, you know, with the hair, not quite, you know, totally kept and just, you know, slipper. No, I'm not, I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying, let's go the opposite way of most Baroness covers, right? Okay. Which is, you know, 10 inch, 10 inch heels, gigantic, gleaming machine gun, right. come, come hither look, and, you know, uh, a, a medium girl in a small costume, right? But yeah, let's go with casual Baroness in a friggin' bathrobe, like a really beefy one. So, you know, they're not seeing any leg.
Got some slippers on the bottom. Sweatpants. Sweat. Oh, sweatpants under the robe. Yeah. So there's right. no hope. Sweatpants. Yeah. There's that's no a good hope. Idea. Rollers in her hair, maybe. Like, yeah. Face pack. You know. Mud. mud yeah, mud mask. Casual Baroness. That rolls us into what we got in. Mark Weber, what'd you get in this week? Well, uh, similar to uh, Oli, we're, we're it's Cobra Fang week. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if I can do this justice on my little tiny web camera, but uh, yeah, I can. But he's got a big black scratch on his visor. Now I can't tell. Uh, but right across it. Do you like is, it? Well, I wish it didn't have the big scratch on the visor. But yeah, like, you know, even though it's, even though it's monkeyed up by all the languages that I know they have to do, just having a file card is great. I don't care. Just give me a file card. It can. It doesn't have to say anything on there. It could be a, a tofu recipe on there. I don't care. Just seeing a file card, seeing that that peach color, that tan peach just makes me happy. So, yeah, happy about that. And then today, my lovely wife, Michelle, who's all, who's the brains of the family by, by far, uh, said, hey, we got to go. And we didn't have any plans to go anywhere today. And I'm like, where are we going? And she's like, this Target, didn't you? Well, no, I'm not going to Target. But look at this right here. This is some big time stuff right here. We'll get this in there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. So what happens is when the snow falls and we got got like an inch and a half today in Rhode Island, right? The uh, What's the term for somebody over? Oh, yeah, the old biddies. They won't go out. Oh, no. Uh, You could die out there on these freshly plowed roads. So they have like 200 cancellations at the vaccination site. So if you happen to work in education, which I sort of do. Income uh, the opportunist, Mark. Well, well, and it isn't, I'm not taking the vaccine out of the the arm of a 70 year old. They have vaccines that are going to expire that they have to use today. So they got to fill the seats. So we're down there. And then it was slick. We were in and out in like two hours. Uh, I was really, I was on my best behavior, except when they called us down to get the actual shot. The gal was pretty dry. And she was like, are you together? Yes. And they say, okay, go on down to number 14. And I said, is this the couple's massage? So much funnier than she gave me credit for, right? Whatever. <laughs> I'm the ray of sunshine today, baby. Oh, you think so, man. You think so. Swing and a miss. But yeah, I've actually got my uh, my first shot today. We'll do it again in about three weeks. So there you go. So you're you've start you've begun your collection on vac- vaccinations. Yes, I've got one. Target says my other one will be here in three weeks. We'll see. Excellent. Make sure you watch for an email. Right. The email. Right. What a joke. Oh, Cole, what, what'd you get in these last couple of weeks? Uh, I have not gotten, I got an orchid in. Okay. Has, uh, has, has Phil, Phil Donnelly hooked you up with any of those red vipers? Red no, but he sent me pictures taunting me of all the dukes he found. That. That went that went north to Diana Davis, no doubt. I'm sure it did. You know those birthday cakes you see in the store sometimes that have like Kit Kats wrapped around the outside? They look great. Ooh. She can do that. She can do that with with Dukes. It'd be, it'd be big time. Just 
Yeah, we, we tossed around last week that you need to get a bunch of those red ninjas to decorate a tree with. Yes. Those 99-cent red ninjas need to fill a, a, a little Christmas tree. So good. I could do that. Again, you would, you would know all about this. You'd have a weak head start if you watched the show. But that's she's just one girl, and they landed on the West Coast first. So let's go, people. Where are your dollar red ninjas for the Joe Colton Fund? We should make it like a, an ASPCA style. I'm ad. willing to pay with with Joe with looking forlorn and one tear rolling down her cheek, and to say there are girls in Virginia who don't have any red vipers. Who cares if they have red vipers? Can't you can't you can't you spare a dollar? For the, for the children. For the children. Right. Anyhow, I'll quit singing uh, Sarah McLaughlin now. It was good. It was all right. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm torn was, up at the end of the day here, but sure. That's a big hit. That was uh, her biggest hit, right? In the arms of Kurt mm -hmm. Angle? Yes. Yeah, that's that was what, that's what I thought. Kurt Angle, right. It's damn true. Oh my god! <laughs> we'll be here all night. Everybody knows what I got. We had it was part of a segment before, but I got, I got classified Zartan, and uh, I got a I got a red ninja in from from uh, I don't know where I put it, but I got a red ninja in from from GameStop. So Joe Colton didn't quite get them all. I like Joe's. Are you going to share with the class? Look. <laughs> Did you, bring, did you bring enough for everyone? I did not. Michael? I, I did. When I ordered it, though, I did advise her that, hey, these these are in stock again, and they're on sale. You need to get on this. They weren't. Red Ninjas were not hard to find if you had if you had your radar up at all, right? I I had a tough time. I, I had one, and I was I only wanted to get two. I'm, I'm not I'm not super army building the uh, the classified line, but I'm trying to get two on the army builders, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so that second one was proving to be elusive. So I, I went ahead and I ordered the one and, and uh, I advised Joe Colton that I was doing this, that this was ready to roll and she needed to move. So, so while I did not buy any for Joe Colton, she knew, she knew exactly what was happening. Joe, yep. what's your, what's your classified red ninja count? Don't worry. Wes isn't here. Okay. It's code. Fine. And where do we want to be? Like, yeah. That's not, that's not 10. <laughs> not 10. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, it's it's going to look like an NBA score. I'm really happy that, that my like weird, you don't want to say fetish. That sounds terrible. But the guy, the figures I like that are off the, off the main course, like interrogator, aren't guys you need a hundred of, right? Mm -hmm. Being Chad Party 86, notwithstanding. But I dig Joe's uh, Red Ninja uh, allegiance. There's a good word. And uh, Adam Richis's Royal Guard thing, and right? Bobby like Bobby Vallis Steel Brigade. Yeah, Bobby Vallis Steel Brigade. Yeah, I dig that because they got it. They, you know, you can collect forever and still not have enough. I especially like the Royal Guard thing because for everyone that makes its way down to Florida into the lair of Adam Riches, 
we know that there's a globulus and a nemesis enforcer left behind somewhere, right? Because they came in a three-pack. So he's breaking up the band. Like, he's broken up like 80, 80 bands. At least. Oh. At least. The horror. But, uh, yeah, I don't understand this question. I don't mean to, to not answer it, but, like, what do I think of the Invisipin on Zartan? Ooh, I know. Ooh, ooh I know. Mark Weber. You're this is... Fine. This is the new technology that they uh, broke out with Marvel Legends and are going everywhere else. So look on like his shoulder. Right? Uh, okay, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Is it under the pad so you can't tell? It looked really good. They had they first showed it off on a Storm figure, right? I didn't Storm's even... always got a fully exposed shoulder, and it looked fantastic. Yeah, no, it's 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 good. It's good now that I actually look at it. Because right, right next to him on the shelf here is Beachhead, whose pins are fully exposed. Right. And I'll just kind of, as you can see on Beachhead, there, there's his elbow pins. Yeah. See this high, high, high technology uh, camera work. And then you got Zartan here. And there's no elbow pins. So, yeah. No. Good. Is that hidden by the gauntlet, though? No, it is not there. At all? I think nope. it. The next figure, a, di a different figure would show it off better, I think, because the, the pin spots on Zartan are well covered, right? Yeah, but but even, like, here here's the inside of the elbow. All right, that's better. There's no gauntlet. There's no pin. That's really nice. And yeah. we said it at the time when they showed off Storm. Like, that's great. Yeah, They deserve a lot of credit for that. I believe that was, I hope they worked that into Joe quickly. And here I didn't even think about it. But... I'll, I'll, yeah, no question. It's there already. That's slick. What's his chest cut look like? In all honesty, it's not bad because he's his his uh his chest protector kind of ends there. Okay. So it's it's not it's not terrible. Yeah, that's not bad. It's, it's you know if yeah, if you have to have it. it, but it also makes his chest kind of tough to move. But well, it's better I'll, better than the opposite. Remember the guys with the. With the floppy, broken back snake eyes figures that would wobble back and forth. Yeah, that, it. that was no good. That was terrible. That was no good at all. Um, I wanted to be able to say that I got GI Joe uh, Castle Fall, but I, my local comic shop, got shut out. Oh, so I have no Castle Fall to continue the excellent Paul Aller co uh, comic run. Um, is is that the end? Of the Aller run, do we know? No, no, no. Okay, good because we like it. We really like Paul. Yeah, yeah. Paul, Paul's good people doing good work. We so that that's two for two right there. We wanted to continue. Absolutely. I, I think it's a. Uh, I think it's just kind of a major point in the story. Okay. Like we we love Paul. And we wish he'd go forever, but clearly his his take on GI Joe here is going to have an end. Right, like yeah, the story is not built to be evergreen like the Larry Hama GI Joe is. This this story is is going to have a beginning, a middle, and and an end. And I think this is just kind of the, I think this is the first, I think it's the end of Act One kind of deal. Right. No, uh, again, I think it's going to go for a while, but but this is kind of the end of the introduction phase, I believe. I'm always I'm so excited when I get to go to Newberry comics and uh, when a new Joe issue comes out to see if they actually pulled it for me or not. Like the anticipation is amazing. 
Like they're pretty good, you know, but if your comic shop is pulling nine out of 10 of the issues you told them you want to pay for, it's not good. No, no, never, not, never had that problem before. That's not an a minus 90%. No, no, it's kind of past fail, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not good. And, and it's not a lot, but like how many are you going to miss? Like I missed the last two issues of, of no. hours. Book. Yeah. Now I got to find them elsewhere. In fairness to the folks at my local comic shop, they didn't get any copies. So it wasn't on them. It was on Diamond not shipping them their order correctly. Okay, that's different. You know, I'm not mad at the comic shop by any stretch. No, no. Especially since they they outed me. Like, they know Rob, right? Because Rob mm -hmm. is, a, is a comic book guy. And I, I come in and they, I ask for my pull list. And, uh, and they're like... Um, yeah, you're Rob's brother, aren't you? <laughs> like, well, yeah, because that, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. He's like, yeah, you're the one with the podcast. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh, I'm not used to getting recognized. So, yeah, it was, um, you know, I'm not a joke on, so I'm not used to getting recognized. Right. And, um, there we go. There's our shot. Duke definitely had an end. Wah, 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 wah. Oh, shots fired. But anyway, uh. <laughs> it took Di look it took diana 30 seconds to respond it's Did a it? damn it yeah. Yeah. there we go <laughs> oh my damn it so anyways um um we um if anybody is watching from my local comic shop i'm not angry about it all i i get where you're i used to work at a comic book store i know what this is but um yeah it's it's um I was really looking forward to that one. I don't want to wait another week. I want to read it now. Anyways. So, they know Rob, right? Because Rob buys lots of good comics there. And Rob buys many comics. He spends, uh, he's putting somebody's kid through college. He buys lots of good comics and also Dead Game. And Dead Game, yes. Mm -hmm. And Rob also got, uh, this is his fang, just so everybody knows. Did you guys each get a fang? I, 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 I'm not, I haven't really done anything with the, the retro line myself. Right. I received, a, I received an awe striker and a hiss as a gift, but I, I have not purchased any of those, any of the stuff from the retro line myself. I mean, they're not necessary on some level. I would argue that the hiss was just because the driver is such a big improvement. Yeah. Well, I mean, crankcase is too. And, and frankly, that the fang is, you can count it as a new vehicle and the driver's an improvement on the old driver there. Yeah. Eh, I just don't need it all again. Yeah, fair enough. I have so many fangs from the last time. Like I, I really went crazy army building, twenty fifth anniversary and fiftieth anniversary and all that stuff. I just, I, I, I got no more space for that stuff. No more. Remind me, what was the last fang release? Was it in a box with the open front, or it was in one of those those uh, diorama boxes? They sold the fang with. I think it was a, it was like a Cobra pack. It was a fang and a claw. That's a good pack. It was, and it was, uh, had the, the Cobra officer to fly the, the fang and the Viper in the red garb to fly the claw. That's a good pack. It, it was, it was, it was the one place where the Viper with the weird hands. Right. Wrist, it was the one thing he worked with was the, was the claw. Cause it went right up on the, the head. Thing right. the but yes, but yeah, good, good package. And I, I probably bought five or six of those things and um 
so I've got all I've got all these fangs, and then you get there's fangs and other like the 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 ultimate battle pack. You know that the one place you could get short fuse. Yep, another fang, didn't it? I don't know, but there was other stuff with fangs, and so I've got other fangs, and I'm just I can't do any more fangs, man. No more fangs, no more hisses, no more awe strikers, no more, no more. Okay. Oh, okay. It's, it's all right. It's out of my system. Okay. It's out of my system. Serenity now. Is that Lamaze class? Joe Colton, is it? Hey, what are you saying? I don't, know. Don't, don't start those rumors. Okay. Mark Weber. Mm -hmm. Shout out. Uh, let's give a shout out to the fine people down at, they call it the dunk because it's the Dunkin' Donuts Center. The, what was the Providence Convention Center who were vaccinating people today, right? They were patient okay. with everybody in line, even my own bad comedy. Uh, and yeah, you know, we got that. They got the word out and you know, no, they actually cut the line behind us a little bit. You had to be in by two o'clock. And they cut the line and they used every single vaccine that they had to give out today, filled every cancellation. So that's what we like. That's what we need. Uh, kudos to Mrs. Weber for uh, getting us in quicker than we thought we would, uh, filling in a snow day vacancy. So right there, as I already showed off, pretty exciting. So to the fine frontline workers and the National Guardsmen down there uh, and the, guy, the poor guy whose job it was to stand out in the snow and wipe off the railing over and over again all day. So the old biddies, senior citizens, didn't slip and fall on their way into the dunk. So, yeah. Shout out. Excellent work, folks. All right. Anybody else, Mark Weber? I think that's good. Well, I mean, we always, we always give a shout out to Jamie Sullivan. And if I go first, I get to grab it, uh, who is, you know, recovering but had a really, really rough run with covid so to jamie sullivan uh who who does fantastic artwork uh through his facebook page uh i'm sure you can find some art that would look great on your wall so help out artists artists are having a really hard time not that you know lots of people are but artists especially so get out there and uh, support your local artists and support one of our favorite artists jamie sullivan as he recovers from covid and, and gets his life back to normal uh, along the same lines, uh, last couple of weeks, Brian Shearer, Joe Artist, has been suffering with COVID-19 as well. Yes. So we want to make uh, wish a, a quick quick recovery to him, too. He seems like he's doing a little bit better now, uh, still having some symptoms on and off. So, um, But uh, seems to have a bit of an easier path. But knock on wood, let's hope that continues for him and he, he is uh, on the road to recovery. Anybody else, Mark Weber? That's it. I'm good. All right, Joe Colton. You got two weeks worth of shout outs here. What's up? Um, I will uh, give a shout out to you guys. I missed you guys last weekend. Um, uh, this week, probably um, Maggie, Julie, Galen, my husband, Wes, and William. The wrist lock. The wrist lock. Wasn't there and an excursion? Was there an excursion or was that an old photo I saw that you guys posted up? Oh, that was an old photo. Oh, okay. Well, to better times then. Yes, to better times. Yeah. Joe Joe uh, left Mary Mercenary out of her shout-outs, who was in that photo. 
So I'll give yeah. a shout out to Mary Mercenary. And Mary Mercenary, yes. You guys cut me off with wrist lock. Too late. And, and also Eric the Smoke Moran. So. <laughs> you, uh, this, uh, this whole uh, pandemic thing is kind of cutting back on your Orville stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Tell it to tell it to knock it off, man. We got some we got some some fan fiction to film here. That's yeah. it. I know a gal. She's connected. I'll I'll uh, send her a uh, DM. Tell her to get with it. Hurry up. Yeah. Science. Science. If, uh, see if the lovely Mrs. Weber can can make a call. Get Joe on the list in Rhode Island. Did I get vaccinated before Joe? Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, they're shortchanged here. Like, there's no stockpiles, so. Come to, yeah, come to Rhode Island. It's nice. Mm. Yeah. Um. Oh, and I'd like to give a shout out to NASA for landing something on Mars successfully. That was pretty wild. So excited. The red planet, my favorite. About five times today, I watched that, that 30 second video clip with the audio. Oh yeah. Just the wind blowing on Mars. It's nothing real spectacular, but it's the wind blowing on Mars. Right. My favorite part was when the rover really picked up speed and ran over Matt Damon. Like, oh man. Oh. Did you guys know that the rover has um, a way to lift up and then like relocate? Like it's like a helicopter thing that it's gonna be doing. That's cool. So insane. Wait a minute. It's a big deal. Mark this down. We found a robot Joe Colton likes. Science. Science. It's a, it's all a matter of time before the Jawas track it down and strip it for parts. Right. So, uh, Jawas. Just a matter of time. Star Wars and robots are two favorite things. Robots. Wait, where are you at on Star Wars? Because I know you're you're Trekkie at heart. Mm-hmm. Does that mean um, you have to hate Star Wars? I don't hate it. Um... William and Maggie usually make me tell people my version of it. Which is? Oh, no, it's going to take a while. Oh, it'll take a while. Next week on What's on Joe Mind, Star Wars talk. No, people will hate me. I will ruin people's childhood. People tune in for the baseball and the Star Wars, really. Yes. Joe, Joe Colton does is one of those people that oohed and odd over getting a, a, a baby Yoda, so. That's true. She doesn't hate Star Wars. Did you ever see the old bit where Triumph, the insult comic dog, brought Spock, a cosplay Spock, to the Star Wars premiere? No. I'll send it to you. It's tremendous. Fair enough. Post that in the comments, Mark Weber. It's a good idea. Let the people at let the people at home see that. Yes. Mike, any shout outs? My shout outs. Uh, of course, Racktime Rob, the unsung hero and fourth chair of What's on yes. Joe Mike. Oli, uh, Oli the Rock Anderson doing a, a, a an emergency fill-in job for Joe Colton last week as she came down with the eleventh hour sickness, and people were clamoring for a third Azari brother, right, right. to clean house on the full mm -hmm. cap, which is scary because it could happen. We could get the sister here too. Oh man, now you got all four horsemen. Yeah. Just a reminder, Joe, about how eminently replaceable you and I both are. Clearly. In the pending Irizarry takeover. You're you're a good foot taller than my sister, though. I am? Yeah. Yeah, like people people are surprised by that because I'm I'm tall and wide, right? 
and Rob is tall, and my brother Jim isn't quite as tall, but he's wide like I am, and my sister is just this tiny person. She's a little person. She's like five feet tall. She's the runt oh of God. the little. Yeah, she's, she's just short. Just a little person. But her Jawa cosplay is top shelf. It's top shelf. Yeah. Absolutely on point. Houdini. And she's probably going to get the Mars rover. But uh, give our, a shout out to our sponsors at Kokomo Toys. Uh, Kokomo Toys, who gave us the prizes for our impending 500 subscriber Plug the Damn Show giveaway. Nice. Yes. And, uh, also the prizes for our impending Plug the Damn Show 1,000 subscriber giveaway. So get going and spread the word some more. Um, it's taking entirely too long to get to 500. I'm impatient. I want to give some crap out. Right? I want to give some Get, get it out. I want you to to be able to get stuff for free because I know how hard it is to get you. you I know how, how much you guys have been trying to get some of this stuff and we have it and we want to give it to somebody. And that sounds dirty in the right context, but I kind of like it. Those have doubled in value since we started the contest. So let's go. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's wave two. We're on to wave three. We're not, we're not going to turn back and get it. Right. This is the special Aryan tattoo army gung ho. So, come on. Out of bounds. Out of bounds. But but deadly accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Uh. <laughs> Give a shout out to you too, my wonderful ghosts. Uh, thank you for doing this week after week. I know it's a drain on your time and resources. Uh, even Joe Colton, who doesn't show up until five minutes before we start, and. <laughs> She's oh, let's give a shout out to the real Joe Colton downstairs gonna, with a phone that's not working. She's going to shoot eye lasers at me when we're done here. And thank her evil twin, Josephina Colton, for filling right. in today. Very nice. Joe Chameleon. And uh, a shout out to our, our viewers at home who are watching this on replay. And, of course, to our live stream viewers, uh, all 35 to whatever of you that were here at our peak and still holding steady at 25 now. I really appreciate it. Uh, we love seeing you guys every week. Uh, we love uh, coming on and doing this and, and uh, performing, if you will, our real life on uh, for an hour and a half every Friday night for you. Uh, be sure to tune in again next week. We'll be here on Friday night, 9 p.m. Uh, for another issue, another issue, another episode of the What's on Joe Mind team stream for my co-hosts, the honcho Mark Weber, the queen of cosplay, Joe Colton. I'm Mike Irizarry. Have a good evening. Yo, Joe. We don't have issues. We got subscriptions. Oh, we, we, we got subscriptions. Like, share, subscribe, and comment. Get down there and get to work. Come there.